the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Happy February 23rd to you. The year is flying by, is it not? Uh, when you start thinking of it as you know, one six over, roughly, I feel like it's kind of flying by. And honestly, it's been the same old, same old. Even when you take off a couple of days for a little downtime, you, you look at things on a holiday and you go, whoa. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? The answer is yes. The S&P 500, you know, declined ever so slightly, um, but it continues to find ways to be resilient. Love that word. Um, I don't want to be too sarcastic when I say everyone just buys the depths and they do okay, but so far that's kind of the truth. S&P 500 is up 3.7% for the month of February. Now, again, if there's 12 months, you could see we're not going to be up 40% for the year. So February has been good. They're not all going to be that good. I want them to, but they're not going to. I actually don't want them to uh, because I still have years of, of contributing to my 401k and getting into retirement land. Um, political matters are a source of support today. You saw Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin go around on all the business channels this morning, and he highlighted efforts to put together tax reform before August, before Congress goes to break in August. Um, he did concede it was possible passage could slip into later into the year, uh, depending on how much of a fight the Democrats put up to whatever bill the Republicans put out there. You also see in the world of politics, um, a, centrist, a centrist French presidential candidate, um, Francois Baou, Francois Baou, uh, je ne suis pas, je ne suis, uh, je ne parle pas français, on ne parle pas français, it's horrible, this is what every American should, how they should experience France, with a little cabaret singer, in the background as we have breakfast and glass of wine and cheese. So anyway, Francois Bois, a 
a centrist French presidential candidate will not run and instead will support the candidacy of Emmanuel Macron. A move that some think lessens the chances of Marine Le Pen, a candidate who would like France to leave the EU of winning the presidency. So a couple French politicians are getting together, Francois Bell, saying, you know, I'm gonna help the I'm gonna help defeat this whole leave the EU crap. We don't like it. I don't like it. Um, and by withdrawing support, a lot of people thought like if Bloomberg entered the race in the United States with Clinton and Trump, that you know Trump would have won because he would have drawn some of the the Clinton supporters. Uh, that's the basic idea there, right? Back to Mr. Mnuchin. He's touched on some of the same ideas and concerns that have been floated for market participants. That you know the tax reforms are not going to get done immediately. So let's say your tax bracket's right now 25%. By the end of the year, it could be 22%. You can get a big old fat rebate, right? And what are you going to do with that big old fat rebate? Same thing with corporate America. Do we get it done this year and or not seems to be the big question. Um, The thought of tax reform continues to have staying power as a source of support that's helping the stock market move higher. You're also seeing oil prices help the stock market. Uh, They moved up to the almost $55 platform. Um, which followed the American Petroleum Institute. I know you're saying, do we really have a petroleum institute? We do. Do people get paid at this institute? They do. Um, They reported a weekly drawdown in both crude and gasoline stockpiles. So that's supporting a higher price of oil. Exxon, a lot of people think their profit's going to jump 80% this year, but that's assuming that oil gets to $60 a barrel. Um, initial claims for the week ending February 8th. It is Thursday, so we get first-time unemployment claims. Again, under 300,000, 244,000, so that's a really good number. Uh, no problem there. You know, maybe we'll have to check that down the road, because I used to say any number under 400,000 is good. Any number under 350,000 is great. Um, but also I used to say, you know, the 10-year Treasury... You buy stocks when the 10 years treasury is under 3.5%, 4%. You buy bonds when it's above. And that's served me well as an investor. Probably better than any formula. Probably better than any safety guide. Um, You know, oh, your magical number is 3. So, um... Initial claims for the week ending hit 244,000. The continuing claims is still out there, and that's down to 2.06 million. And again, this is how many people are unemployed in the United States or claiming unemployment and claiming long-term unemployment. And sometimes those numbers aren't quite right. Uh, Tesla, uh, HP, Kohl's, big headliners as far as earnings season goes. And, you know, Kohl's is a discounter, discount retail Kind of working right now. TJ Maxx, kind of working right now. Those kind of names. Um, as far as Tesla goes, they reported a revenue beat. Uh, but again, you know, they were asked questions like, your Model 3 that's coming out, what can we expect? And not a lot of profit margins. Tesla feels a lot like Amazon. Now, Amazon got lucky. Not getting it lucky. Amazon in the 90s and early 2000s said, you know, we're going to grow our business and we don't care about how much it costs to grow our business. If someone wants a book, we're going to get them a book even if we have to lose a dollar because down the road we want them to buy two books. Um, same thing's kind of going on with Tesla. Um, stock's down a big 14 bucks a day, down 5%. Uh, 
So if you loved it yesterday at 273, do you like it today at 259? Um, I don't like, it's not my kind of stock. I love the story. I love the CEO. There's a lot for me to feel real good about with it, but it's uh, it's tough to get behind as a business person because I know there's some grandmothers out there listening, and I know there's some people who are going to hear me go, I heard him say he lacks that, that Elon Musk, and I'm going to buy the stock. And yeah, there's going to be people that misquote me. So I always try to be very, very calm when I talk about these kind of things um, as best I can. Apple's $5 billion campus is officially going to open in April, and you'll be able to visit it. Uh, beautiful campus. Some people are worried that uh, a lot of money went into it and that it could be kind of like Nokia. They came out with a huge campus, basically as the stock hit an all-time high. Now, again, I'm not saying sell Apple because I own Apple. Um, but I really own Apple for the dividend, not for the growth. There's a, so there's a little bit of growth, which I like. Uh, so I would refer to it not as a growth in income stock, but a little bit of growth in some income um, with a cheap valuation, which in a market that, you know, after an eight-year bull run, feels kind of comfortable to me. Now, again, consult a broker advisor, take any stocks, any, actually, any stocks mentioned, blah, 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 blah. Say what? Um, I like the way right. you say that. So, uh, big event coming up. I would love to see you at it. Um Doing something in March and then taking a couple months off. So, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar for Los Gatos, California, March 9th. You can sign up for the event. It's all about transitioning your portfolio, good and bad retirement products, minimizing your retirement income, um, how to measure risk in your portfolio. You can sign up with the code RADIO25. Otherwise, registration is $25. Code is RADIO25. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Shine down a light on me, sure path. I promise you I will return you take me back. Let them get high. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I will do my best to bring you good content. I'm thinking about starting up a spinoff podcast of the show. That is just kind of uh, me, without daily news, and just talking investment ideas. Kind of a stripped-down, Rob Black Raw 
kind of experience. I know you're saying I don't like the sound of that. Work with me a little bit. In the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, send me a couple of ideas on what you would want in a podcast. I'm guessing weekly. I'm guessing 30 minutes. No commercials. Uh, good radio production, but you know nothing over the top. Uh, but I'd like some feedback. You know, do you want it free form? Do you want it? You know, definitive lessons? Do you want it? Um, things to look for, hints, tips, and tricks. You tell me, and uh, I'll pull it off. I know a lot of people like what I'm a little bit more honest. I talk about my first wife being a plug-in model, woohoo, or my dad dying of cancer, um, or my mom living at 82 years old, and I just saw her new bill for her uh, retirement home. Come on, mom, die. Now, is that funny or is that sick? Um, when does she run out of money? You tell me what type of show you want me to do. I think I can put it together for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Tesla's Model 3 and new solar roof are on track to arrive this year. The number of people claiming first-time unemployment benefits. Uh, lower. Lower. was good. Uh, but not great. You know, it was, it was pretty good. But... That's just one indicator that we're looking at. Jack Dorsey's Square grew revenue by more than 20%. The stock is jumping on that news. Um, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, Munchen, talked about potentially issuing 50- and 100-year bonds in the United States. Like, whoa. Let's bring on Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source, to talk a little real estate with us. Joining us now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talking real estate, talking lending. Um, just got an email, Tony, from a property manager on one of my rentals, and she asked the question, your lease is expiring in June. Um, great time to release your home. The tenant would like to stay until December 31. That's when her retirement has been delayed to. It puts me in a dilemma. It puts me in a yeah. quandary, right? Well, you're in a good position to begin with because you're using a property manager who can help you, say, give you some statistics. What are the percentages uh, or is it higher percent chance I'm going to rent in June than in December? Probably more in June than in December because people are starting to shuffle things around for the summer, sure. finding schools and families, things like that. Although people might be out for summer. So this is some questions that you're going to want to ask your your. Keep in mind, this is a single-family single home. Yeah. Um, it's not luxurious. It's probably not going to attract a family as much as it's going to attract independent professionals who might want a roommate kind of scenario. Um, now, on the other hand... I have a rental. My lease is always, for the last nine years, has been up on February 1st. And okay. I haven't had any problems renting in okay. February 1st. So it's all about your property manager. Since it's out of the state, it's something that you have to rely on that property manager to give you the right information. So I would recommend you just talk to them and figure out what the percentages are for success. This is a rental in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And every time you look at the fastest growing cities in America... Every time you look at the lowest unemployment, it's in Raleigh. Yep. You know, it's a name that constantly pops up. They, mm -hmm. Seattle, Oklahoma City, um, Houston, Austin, uh, Denver, all the cities where young people are going to. So I'm thinking, and again, this is it, that's the damnation game. I'm thinking I could probably rent it. I, I love the tenant. She's been no problems, yep. no poop on the walls, no marijuana, no... Here, here's the other side of the email, and I, I can see it here, saying that she's, she's her retirement's been pushed out. So now, if... You kick her out in, in June. She has to find a place temporarily for six months. Yeah. Um, at the same time, um, she may want to re renew the lease in December after she retires. So there's some things you may, you may want to have them talk to the 
to your renter and see if there's uh you know some something you can compromise. Maybe say you know what we'll renew it for two years and see what she says. Yeah. So there are some options that you can do here. And here's the other angle that I don't like at all is my property manager just contacting me saying, like, hey, look, I know that I get a whole month of rent every time I put a new person in. She's not, I mean, they're not that. But there is a little bit of that going on. There's a little bit. I mean, they're definitely in, in the business to make money. Yeah. And keeping the houses rented, are, it's going to produce cash flow. Yeah. For them, yeah. And see, I'm thinking, do I have more money this June? Do I have more money at Christmas? Because when that tenant goes out, new paint, new, a lot of things are going to go into it to improve it. Now, well, there's another thing to consider as well. If if you renew it, are you going to raise her rent? If you get a new renter, That's can you true. raise the rent? That's true. I gave this woman a sweetheart deal on the rent when the economy was That's stinking. why she wants to stay then. Yeah. yeah. So I could easily charge an extra 200 to $400 a month. You know, uh, Raleigh's uh, been on the top of the list as far as rents. Uh, one of the stats that I look at is uh, rental uh, multifamily construction in the United States, and Raleigh hit the top of the list in the top three. Yeah. Um, there was a huge percentage increase in the construction of rental apartments. Um, so there's a need for rents. Rentals in you know yeah, that the what is it called the uh, triangle there? Yeah. It's called technology triangle or something like that. Yeah. And and you're not too far from there, so you have a desirable property, and you're near the freeway. Right. So there's some good things that you have about the property that can command more rent. So I this is a tough one for me. You got a lady who wants to retire. You've had her in there for a while. You're gonna screw her over late, basically if you kick her out. I'm not screwing her over. I'm getting her below same, market rent. At the same time, you could rent, you know turn around and rent. It. It's a, what do you want to do? What do you BMR. BMR. I just made up a term. Although other people use that term. Be be nice. What? Uh, below market rent. Uh, below market rent. Okay. Yeah, so, ASAP. BMR. RB. Call me. DM. Um, so you know one of the reasons I bought in Raleigh. Explain it. I, I know why, but go ahead and... Because the girls there are 18. Oh, okay. I'm 18. I love that. I'm they, pretty sure my answer would have been quite a bit different. You know, uh, it's fantastic. Every time I go back to North Carolina and visit, it's 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 culture shock because they have grits at the restaurants. Grits. And um, I figured out why they lost the Civil War in the South. Because they talk really slowly. They think a, a bagel... I'd like a bagel and cheese. And they're like, you want to eat a dog with cheese? And they're like, I'm going to go get your breakfast for you. And that's how the na- the North took them over. They just, they're taking too long to <laughs> they explain. They talked them to death, right? No. While they were trying to explain that the soldiers were, you know, a mile away, the soldiers were in Marty marched on them. So anyway, um, Raleigh, North Carolina, Durham, uh, the, the research well, circle. And that was a good investment strategy that you pulled. I mean, we were talking about this for several months, uh, places in the United States to, to uh, buy rental properties. Yeah. And again, it's something that I've talked about people here as Bay Area prices have gone up. What are some of the alternatives where people want to still get into real estate? There's rents are going up all across the nation. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Big day on the markets yet again, in the sense that Steve Mnuchin of the Treasury comes on and says, Hey, we, the Trump administration, thinks the stock market is a report card. Also talks about how we may issue 50 and 100 year bonds, which is kind of weird. How, because we're paying for a debt for that long of a period, over a lifetime, over maybe two lifetimes for some. Um, so Mnuchin also said we want tax reform by August before Congress gives them a break. Markets open higher on this kind of news, and then they start to struggle a little bit. Thinking about starting a new podcast, it's going to be a spinoff. No radio show affiliation, no TV show affiliation, just, you know, Rob Black Raw. I would love for your feedback on what you would want in it. I'm thinking of just hardcore financial stuff, uh, honest financial stuff, not tied towards the stock market. If you live in Los Angeles, I pity you. Um, and I say that a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, but it's not for me. Um, the average cost to raise a kid is about $233,610. That includes food, shelter, and necessities. Does not include college. Cost of childcare can run from seven thousand to fifteen thousand dollars a year. Not cheap, right? Schools trying to navigate the LA public school system could be tricky, as I think all public schools can be. There's a little bit of things tied towards crime as well. Violent crime up for the third straight year in Los Angeles. How do you want to raise your kids? Um, what sort of cities do you want to raise your kids in? It's a big financial decision, and I, I throw that out there because it's a big financial decision. Um, not because it's a, you know, beat L.A., beat L.A. kind of thing going on in my head right now. Although that's not bad, but um, it is tis what it is. Um, so retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar coming up March 9th. So that's right around the corner. Um, it is what it is. Retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar. I do that in March, and then we take off April for tax reasons, working on taxes. Then May is right around the corner, um, and we kind of ramp up towards the end of the year, which is creepy and weird to think, right? Tesla says the Model 3 is going to go into production in July. So those of you who stood in line may get yours sooner rather than later. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't forget that event coming up on March 9th. If you use the code RADIO25, RADIO25, you will get in free of charge. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's Ray and CFP, Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. He, too, will be at the March 9th event. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton, Chad Burton of newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. That's what he does for a living. Chad, one of the products out there, and Wall Street's products, whether you think of it as products or not, it is. Stocks a product, mutual funds a product. There's a commission involved, an exchange of money. But one of the products out there are, are annuities. Mm-hmm. And annuities have some promises to them because they're insurance companies, but they also have some investments to them because they're investment products as well. Yeah, and you know, I know a lot about annuities because when I got into the business, I got in, um, started working with my grandfather. He worked at banks for years selling annuities and mutual funds, and back then, annuities were a very attractive product because capital gains taxes were at 27%, right? So anytime you changed an investment, you'd get nailed with taxes, so deferring that in an annuity made a lot of sense. 
Well, deferring that in an annuity these days when capital gains taxes are at 15% or even 20, if they go up to 20% next year, they're just not as attractive because the fees and variable annuities are usually one and a half to 3% higher than just buying a mutual fund directly. So the higher fees eat up all of the tax incentives that you get for doing it these days. And unfortunately, it, it ends up being one of the hottest selling products out there when there's a lot of market fear because they offer certain bells and whistles, which you really end up paying for. And do you need those bells and whistles? To me, an investment is 20 to 40 years, minimum five. Yeah. So 99% of the people know. Um, so in a, in, first of all, there's no load variable annuity products, and right. used, I use a couple of them because okay. they're pretty good. They're great bond alternatives, and I'll talk about that maybe in a minute if we have time, but but the benefits that you don't really need, first of all, what the company usually says is that, let's say you put in $100,000 and the market tanks 50% and you die. Okay. And the, the account's worth 50. Your heirs will get the original $100,000. But they charge like 1.5% a year for that death benefit, right? For a $50,000 death benefit. 1.5% on hundred grand is $1,500. You could probably buy $500,000 of life insurance for that. So the only person that would want that is if... You're scared of the market, you know you're going to die in the next couple of years, and you want a death benefit for your heirs, then you might buy a variable annuity that has a death benefit guarantee. But again, you're also looking at a low-cost variable annuity. And the problem with variable annuities is most of them are sold by insurance guys who don't really know about investments because yes. they know about insurance. So there are a couple good no-load variable annuities. You know a variable annuity is bad if, number one, it ties up your money for a period of time. So if it ties up your money for over a year... It's a loaded product. Somebody's getting a commission. Big right? commission. Not yeah. just a small commission. Big commission. If the internal fees are you know, approaching that 2% range, you know it's a big loaded product. And, and the sales pitches are really good because the person selling it to you makes usually 5 to 7% on what you put in. So $100,000 is a $7,000 commission. And they could go as high as 9%. Right. And they, they, they act like they're going to help you manage your money because usually inside these things, there's 30 different investment choices that look like mutual funds. And they set you up initially, and then you never hear from them again because they're looking for the next you to sell to. So the other benefit that is out there that people are buying most of now is the lifetime guarantee benefit. Okay. And unfortunately, people think that their principal is guaranteed. All that the insurance companies are doing is saying that if you put in $100,000, we'll guarantee that we'll pay out at, you know, 4 or 5% a year for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does. Okay. Um, But... The problem is, is that on the high fee ones, you end up paying for that in the long run because they, they, the way that the fees are structured, it ends up eating in so much to the principal value that you end up behind the game in ten years. Some of the no load products though that are out there that offer five and a half to six percent for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does, and they have lower fees like around the one point six percent range. It's a decent bond alternative for part of your IRA account, but only until bonds are are you know, get to that five to six percent yield range. So let's say in three years you want to just buy the bonds directly. You're you're going to want to be able to get out of the variable annuity. But Rob, with with all that said, it is a good idea to have at least twenty percent of your income coming from in retirement some sort of a guaranteed source outside of Social Security. Okay. So that's why I am using some no load uh, annuities that guarantee income for life for you know maybe 5 to 20% of a portfolio, depending on the situation. But they're no-load products, so that if I want to leave in two years, I can get my client out of them without any additional costs. Good stuff. Anything else that we need to know about? 
Um, younger people, it's just, you know, there's really not a lot of need for younger people to save in variable annuities. The way that you'd structure it is, is that you buy low cost, low turnover, total stock market and index funds in your taxable accounts and, you know, your balanced, your international, your small cap and your retirement accounts and you'll essentially get a lot of tax deferral that way anyway. So don't, younger people shouldn't be paying for the higher fees and variable annuities at all. Fixed annuities, they're great products when interest rates are like six, seven, eight percent, but they're not at six, seven, eight percent right now. No, it's it's you get you run too much risk because most of the time fixed annuities will tie your money up for three to five years, like in a like a CD. Yeah, and they're, but they're not guaranteed by the FDIC; they're guaranteed by the insurance company offering them. So um, you can look at them though when yeah rates are higher and they're coming down. Um, they're they're again a good bond or a cash alternative if you're getting them from higher rated insurance companies and if they're only like three to five years long and you know you don't need the money for that period of time. Sounds good. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com, and he is a certified financial planner. Big rumor out there that Warren Buffet could potentially by a whole airline. It's kind of fascinating. So, not just an airplane, but a whole airline. Jack Dorsey's square grew revenue by more than 20%. Stocks up big 5% on that news. Elsewhere out there, jobless claims up. If we have jobs, we are working. If we are working, we are spending our money. Um, go to any vacation town, you'll see people spend money. Go to a movie theater, you'll see people spend money. When we have jobs, we spend money. Trump administration said, the stock market says, hey, A-plus for the, uh, what we're doing. That's kind of fascinating because the Obama administration never really wanted to talk about the stock market or to take any credit for it. Where Trump, at one point in time, blasts the stock market and, you know, says There's, it's in a bubble. Elect me, it's in a bubble. You know, it's an interest rate bubble. Um, and I think he's going to find out when interest rates move that his report card may change a little bit. Uh, but with that said, uh, uh, where was I going on that? I don't even know at this point in time. So Americans are falling short. Nearly 70% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings accounts. That's not good. Retirement funds are looking equally bleak, particularly the younger generation. Um you need, by age 35, at least twice your annual salary saved. By age 40, you have three times. By age 45, four times. By age 55, times. By age six, 55, six times. Um, by age 60, seven times. Hopefully, you continue to work till 65, you'll have eight times. I would like you to have somewhere between 10 and 20. I want you to go from conservative expectations to much more aggressive, you know, aggressive in worst-case scenarios. Anyhow, i got a big event coming up March 9th. To get in free, you can sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. It's Radio 25 is the code. It's for only for radio listeners. And like I said, I'm thinking about starting up a podcast that's okay. not news-driven, but more investment-driven, and hints and tips and tricks. Give me your idea for what Rob Black Raw should be about, and give me a better name than that. Send an email to rob at robblackshow.com. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. 
You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 for free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. The Lumineers are playing with you 2 this summer, spring, summer. Not too bad. Pretty good one-two punch. You get the one U2, obviously classic. You get the two, where you go with kind of up-and-coming music. Um, <clears throat> with that said, that's a lot of money to go to a show like that, because U2 is obviously the big ticket that they're going to say, yeah, we know our crowds are getting older and they're starting to die, so we need to bring in the younger bands. True. True. But it's still going to be a lot of money, right? Um, Mumford & Sons is playing the first leg of the tour with U2. And uh, I like new music. I don't, I don't think there's any shock in that. One of the things that I want to do if I put together a podcast is I kind of want to blend a little bit of my musical, what I listen to when I'm not working, flavors with uh, some investments. Like one thing I could do is tell you some of the big analyst upgrades and downgrades and why. Uh, but I really want your feedback on what I should do for a podcast. If I were to do just 30 minutes spinoff, not tied towards radio, not tied towards TV, um, but tied towards kind of relaxed, you know. Uh, no, there will be no marijuana smoking on premise. No cocaine, no groping of people. Um, unless they want to be groped, said groper to the gropee. Uh, but I would love your feedback. I, I seriously would on things you might want to hear in a short, sustained burst of financial thoughts that's not tied towards the stock, not tied towards the economy per se, or n- headline news. And maybe like Tesla just came out with the numbers and talk about Tesla for four or five minutes, which I just sometimes I do have time and sometimes I don't have time to do on a show like this. So speaking of groping people and doing cocaine, I brought that up because groping people and cocaine are in the news. Um, There's a big report out of the New York Times. They have an investigative report, and I love the New York Times. I love the New York Times. I love the Wall Street Journal. I still like physical copies over digital copies. I know that makes me a horrible person. I like to read Barron's, um, which is a division of Wall Street Journal, in the bathtub on weekends, in a bathtub full of bubbles. Bubbles. I like bubbles. Um, so that's some of the things that I do. But New York Times had a big piece on Uber's workplace, and Uber will or won't come public soon. Maybe it depends on if you know Snap's IPO is positive and what what it says about the IPO market and demand for companies that are losing billions of dollars. But Isaac said he interviewed about 30 current and former employees, and he reviewed tape meetings and chat transcripts. And you know some of the worst claims were at a big party event 
in Vegas, an all-hands company meeting, which I don't think any meeting should be in Vegas, corporate meetings. I've seen things where uh, software sales people get so drunk they pull down their pants and pee on the card table, of which you do that in Vegas, and you will be shut down fast. Ah! Now, I'm winning. I'm staying at the table. That goes without being sad, but... I've seen employees hit on other employees in Vegas, and that's just not appropriate um, in any way, shape, or form. So anyway, at a 2015 Uber all-hands company meeting in Vegas, employees reportedly sniffed cocaine, and a female employee was allegedly groped. The alleged groper was reportedly fired. Uh, This is according to a New York Times investigation. Now, is that investigation worthy in the New York Times? Probably not in of itself. But at the same event, an Uber employee is said to have hijacked a private shuttle bus, filled it with friends, and taken it for a joyride. Now, is that enough? Try a New York Times article and slam Uber. It's starting to get there, right? Uh, one manager allegedly threatened to beat an underperforming employee's head in with a baseball bat. Now we've got a New York Times investigation article. Um... That's horrible. I can't believe you just played. And don't blame this on me, people. Blame this on my imaginary friend, Mike. That he just played a home run sound effect after an Uber executive threatened to beat an underperforming employee's head in with a baseball bat. Sorry. I think, I think you're going to hit someone in the head. Don't use a baseball bat, for goodness sakes. Use a pipe. Former employees have told the New York Times that um, some... Leadership like CTO Thon Pham and CEO Travis Kalanick of just workplace harassment. Uber had an A-team of people close to the CEO who avoided scrutiny. Uber's board member, Ariana Huffington, is involved in investigating the company's cultural complaints. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. It's never a good thing to have a culture of bros. Um, and, you know, when you start using phrases like bros before hoes, like, you're in trouble. Um, that's not good for a corporate culture, and especially when you're a big company, because the attorney general is going to come knocking at some point in time. That's, there's nobody home when attorney generals come knocking. So a tech banker is saying Snapchat's IPO looks like a very risky investment. I throw that out there because they're coming public on March 2nd, 3rd. And I know a lot of people are going to get really excited for it, thinking it's the next Google or the next um, Facebook. But one analyst out of London, he went to the roadshow, and you know he sees that they're going to be valued at about $22 billion. He says you know they're going to be priced at the lower end. Um, But he says you're kind of betting on two things. One is that they can engage a lot of the existing user base, but then they're going to bring out a product that really takes them to a new area to allow that sort of monetization. And that's pretty good thoughts. Um, What they have now is very similar to Web 2.0 social media. But their Google goggles, or not their Google, their Snaps uh, goggles, the camera that they're wearing, selling, it has a circular lens. And a lot of people are going to be like, whoa, what will the company be able to do? What will the company be able to acquire? Anyway, i got a big event coming up March 9th. 
um, in Los Gatos. You can sign up now. It's an evening event. Free to get in. Radio 25. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, I want feedback on a podcast, new podcast that I put together for you. What would your wants be? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.